around a business, I think. Yes. Cooking up his sweaty spaghetti. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So this, many good lines this episode. It was insane. Yeah. Did you? Is this? How does this rate out of? Uh, this was an all-time favorite. Is I this genuinely. Episode five. This was episode five, season three, and I think in terms of series progression, this one was so beautifully played out. Like some amazing. What is it called? A bottle episode. Mm. You know, obviously it wasn't literally a bottle episode, but in terms of the fact that it was all at this one important um, shareholder meeting. Mm. And it was so it was theatrical. A bottle it was a bottle. It episode. was just beautiful, absolutely yeah. beautiful. We only know the te- the term bottle episode because you know development writers fail development. Um, yeah, it really actually was. And I, you saw Waystar more for what it actually is, which yeah. is trying to sell stuff and to people please and to, you know, Jerry and Frank on stage just mm. kind of being very different versions of themselves. It was so strange. I had no idea that that's what a shareholder meeting would look like. No. It looked like one of those American political conferences yeah. um, with the big bright like LED sort of board behind them. And croissants. It was so surreal. Mm. I had no idea that that's what it was like. <laughs> but it was it's almost like woo- a day at the racing or it's something. To, it's to make their shareholders uh, feel content mm-hmm. and, and to prove that they still know what they're doing. Exactly. And yet, it was almost like a farce, like noises off with them sort of whispering to each other as things were going on, having to come on stage and off stage mm. and murmur things like, you fucking idiots. I was oh like, my God. it was just perfect. Yeah, it was. But it opens with Logan getting a foot brace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. He's had his little stumble on the hill with Adrian Brody. So he, but he calls it a trainer, which mm. I noticed later. Mm. So it definitely opens with us seeing Logan in quite a fragile state. Absolutely. A little bit of an invalid. And also then we see Kendall um, once again in his lad palace. Is he in his lad palace or is he talking to someone in his lad palace about his rabbit? I think he might be talking to yeah. someone about his rabbit. He's talking to someone and the rabbit is a is a recurring uh, little theme throughout the episode mm-hmm. to kind of show that Kendall is not losing the plot but is power hungry now and he thinks he's right. And making illogical decisions backed up by the people around him who are too afraid to say um, no. Mm-hmm. And he kills what he like is in charge of, yeah. essentially. I think that's is what it's it supposed like, to be. And, and it's probably the kid's rabbit. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's his yeah. son's rabbit. He, says he doesn't in, have pet rabbits. No, no, no. He says in his previous episode something about the fact, along the lines of, he just wanted to make his son happy, so he got some big fucking rabbit, and now his son wants to find the biggest fucking carrot. Oh, I didn't think that. that I thought Brody. that was him saying something along the lines of, my dad is dangling a carrot and I'm the rabbit. Well, you know what? That's what's amazing about this show. So many levels. But we can go so back and we can see many who's right. Because I think I'm right. I didn't I hear think, his son. I almost think definitely that you are incorrect. Okay. But, but the actual person who leads us in and actually book bookends the episode is mm-hmm. Frank. Mm. So he goes into the title sequence this time. Exactly. And he basically almost closes the episode too. Mm-hmm. Um, so he calls Kendall mm-hmm. to say... Basically, to, to to double time what, you know, and and I don't know what the word is. Foxtrot. Foxtrot. <laughs> so he's basically two saying, step. he's saying to Kendall, this is what's this happening is today. We can't lose um, the shareholder. We can't lose the vote or we can't lose or whatever the fuck. I mean. Like, 
it would be ridiculous for us to imply <laughs> that we know anything about but the business side of the show. That was also, I think, a really clever tactic of of Succession is to not really go too much into business speak. Exactly. So it doesn't alienate an audience because, to be honest, these are comedy writers. Totally. They don't know business speak. I, I mean, they definitely hired someone who came on as a consultant who was like, "Okay, these are the words you got to use." Shareholders. Business meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, more technical times than that. Stock. Percentages, stock, steak, stakes. The stakes are high. Do you know what I mean? And then, then they just get on with the funny stuff, yeah. and that's what we need. But, but basically, you're right. Frank is playing both sides, or at least keeping Kendall in the loop. Maybe for the good of the company, because as you see, Kendall kind of comes like at this like shining night later on in the episode to be like, what the fuck is going yeah. on? Um, because nobody benefits if they lose control of the company. So yes. Frank is trying to tell Kendall, you need to stay on top of this today. So he's desperate. Logan's got a foot brace on and he says something like, I think I might, the doctor says something like, you might need a brace. Mm. Um, so sets Logan up to be, something's going on here. And he needs, a and, and the piss thing, mm. he needs like about 10 pisses mm-hmm. in this episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we find out later it's because he's got a UTI that mm-hmm. he doesn't want anyone to know about, mm-hmm. which is I can really... relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> which is really sweet. And do you know, do you think he's having a UTI because he's fucking too many women? I mean, that would be a really interesting theme. Plus, little Miss Fringy Fringe. What's her name in this? One of the, one oh of the many. Oh my God, what's her name? One of the, like Monica. Carrie? No. Carrie. Carrie, it might be Carrie. It's Carrie. It's Carrie. Yeah, so Carrie with the Fringe um, is something that me and Jesse noticed this episode. We actually watched it together this week. Yeah, which is a in bit the day, fun. in the daytime. In the daytime. Because we were both depressed. Because we're both depressed. And what else are you going to do? Yeah. Um, and we have both noticed that there seems to be this theme, especially this season, of female assistants coming in for two episodes and then disappearing. Mm-hmm. And that's either like a sort of glitch in the matrix where they just have to have a new character come in to like fill in those lines and they can't find the same actress or something like that. But I I mean, we were both thinking that we think that's for a reason. Yeah. It's, it's very interesting, this sort of like conveyor belt of uh, female assistants, especially little Miss Fringy Carrie, who mm. has a bit of a weird flirty thing with Logan going on. Yeah. And then she's the one in control of his UTI medicine. Maybe she gave him the UTI. But there's also this weird shot of her mid-episode mm. before they find out that Logan is now going a bit dotty. Mm-hmm where she's on her own on a balcony yeah. watching over the shareholders. It's a very quiet moment. And there's also another long shot of Jess, mm-hmm. Kendall's assistant. Yes. When um, Kendall, I think, is having another chat about the rabbits. Yes, and he's saying, oh yeah, you can give him a bit of bagel. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, that rule of saying that the rabbits aren't allowed bagels is for dumbasses yeah. who go to like theme parks. No, 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 this is the second chat where um, Kendall gets another call saying, no, I've given the, the rabbit some bagel. And he's ill. He's ill. Yeah. And Kendall's like, take him to the doctor. And yeah. the person on the other end of the phone is like, he's, he's, a, he's a rabbit. And he's like, well, he, the doctor can work it out. Yeah, if, if the doctor knows how to do people, he knows how to do rabbits. Yeah. And then Jess sits Jess, there. there's a long shot of her and she just like, and that was really peculiar. I thought it's just giving us a, a glimpse into that these people have you know, lives too. Totally. And they're having to watch this madness. Exactly. And in, in a way, only showing tiny glimpses mm. of the regular people and their frustration at these dumbass rich people and their ridiculous worries, like having to worry about your giant rabbit getting sick or whatever when she's just trying to do her job as well as balancing a million other things. Mm. I think it's really clever that they only give you little glimpses because mm. if you were to get too much of it, it would make what the Roys do seem absurd. But yes. you, because you only get a little glimpse into it, 
you you don't lose too much faith in like you know the crazy rich drama yes. anyway and then the, basically a huge uh, um word throughout is also the temperature gauging mm-hmm. the temperature mm-hmm, mm-hmm. logan yep. mentions it first and they're you've all got to gauge to... the temperature of these shit munchers yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly and um uh jerry is really stressed mm. Mm. So she's trying to make out that, you know, she's in control. She's got to go on stage. When she does go on stage, she's very girly. Mm. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. And she says, um, you know, something like they wanted the moon on a stick. Mm-hmm. And is, this, is she talking then about um, Sandy? I don't know. Yeah, but that line was so good. I don't remember who it was It about. was such a good line that I didn't really know who she was talking yeah. about. I was just enjoying the line. But um, very quickly, it's clear that they are going to meet Sandy and Stewie. Yes. And that the family are very, very worried that actually, given the conditions of the deal that they're not willing to do, that they are going to have to go to a vote and that there is a chance that they could lose the company. They're mm-hmm. all sort of sitting around in the lobby. Everyone's milling around. Then Connor sort of like really Swoops swaggers in, in. Yeah. and um, I said swoop you said swagger yeah. you're right but exactly. swagger because swoop is the wrong wrong word he didn't quite swoop like that <laughs> would imply that he sort of you know no he swaggered in and then um, it's like so stupid he's so stupid everyone's stressed stress, stress, stress. and then he swaggers in like he's Mr. Cool Guy Kieran says something like oh thank god you know your being here is absolutely necessary <laughs> yeah and then he says oh by the way just in case you didn't know um as a family, we're deciding that we're all going to go and try and get jobs at the same branch of Target. Which oh I my god, such a Roman's good lines line. in this episode. You know, even though he's not. Well, actually, Roman's role mm-hmm. in this episode is the supportive son. Yes, he backs Logan no matter what, mm-hmm. and is genuinely concerned. There's one line later in the episode where he says something like, "The the main concern is is Dad's care." Exactly, and no one else is even really considering that. They're considering how are they going to get this vote. So, Logan doesn't want to go to a vote. Mm-hmm. Um, he it doesn't. He says he doesn't want to do a tap dance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else is saying no. But this could work in our favor. You know, we've got to go. This could be good for us. No, no, no. I think you got, right, it, the I got it the wrong way around. I got it the wrong way around. I got it the wrong way around. I think that nobody wants to go to a vote because of the risks involved. Mm. They think that it's better to accept a kind of slightly shitty deal mm. um, as long as they keep control of the company. Logan is the one that doesn't want to kowtow too much to. Um, What's his name again? I always forget. Sandy. Sandy, Sandy. exactly. Oh my God, let's talk about Sandy. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. The way that they set up these two patriarchal, like, invalids this episode. I mean, when you saw Sandy in that state, that was shocking. I, I, I didn't know. I don't know what to think. Like that Maybe was, there's honestly, been a reference to him being sick before, but I hadn't I noticed. didn't realise how unwell. And the daughter having to, you know, do the kind of like listening to him speaking not knowing if he's actually saying anything is she like just some is weird she actually see, is he saying anything i mean it was just bizarre and she keeps reiterating i'm just doing what my dad tells me yes exactly in some sort of slightly snide but also like maybe warm statement like that's supposed to show the roys yeah i'm i'm in the same position as you yeah. are um and she her their condition is that if they are going to give these seats mm-hmm. i don't really understand the phrase they, yeah, yeah yeah then then the, the only condition, the main condition is that a Roy family member cannot succeed. Exactly. And obviously this sends them all into a frenzy. frenzy. Jerry though, Jerry and Carl, was it Carl in the room or was it Frank? They kind of look at the kids as if to say, don't be 
don't, don't be, be illogical. Like yeah. this is still a better thing than if we lose control of the company. But Shiv and um, Kieran, especially Kieran, he's so hurt by Jerry mm. in this scene. Yes, um, and then they have that lovely scene after. Yeah, yeah. But I just noticed in this scene, Jerry was trying to be strong. Shiv and Kieran were trying to be sort of smart and talk their way around it. But when they were interacting with Jerry as they were all leaving and Shiv is the one that kind of gives the news to dad yeah. that she's found a, a way around it. They're treating Jerry like she's like the mean stepmom. Exactly. And then she says, you know, I am his daughter, so I'm going to tell my dad. Is that it okay? reminded me of like when like a like a little rich girl is horrible to like her, like the dad's new girlfriend or something like that. Mm. And Shiv can't cope with Jerry thinking that she's at all in the spotlight or, or the main woman at Waystar. I just thought that was really interesting. We haven't mentioned that up until they meet Sandy and the daughter. I don't remember her name. Sandy as well. I think they called. I, th I think so. Or maybe that was a joke because there was a joke about which one, and then she referred to her as Sandy later in the episode. So I thought maybe the daughter is also called Sandy, mm. but I might be wrong. Might be but wrong. But Shiv looks genuinely concerned. Mm. She really, really needs this to go well. Yeah, she is and more, more she jumps this the gun a bit too quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, she is so quick to say on the phone to the dad after. You know, like we did it, we did it, we did it. Mm -hmm. Too quick to celebrate. And it just feels wrong. And then when they get back, Logan, who isn't, you know, he's old school. Mm -hmm. He doesn't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. He he knows this isn't right. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is a trap. Yeah. There's something going on. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do it. You know, we're going to actually now make them pay. It actually shows that he's quite nasty. Yeah. I mean, he he's said, definitely nasty. But. He said, don't even let them in the building. Yeah. It was such a, because the fact is, they hadn't come to an exact agreement on the deal. But Shiv, like in kind of a lawyerly way, was like, well, you know, we might, it would be crazy to let this go. Yeah. So let's sort all of that out later. And Logan, it's almost like he just doesn't trust Shiv's judgment no. in that moment. And that's um, setting up for later mm -hmm. when he lays into Shiv and yeah. it's excruciating. Um, also, there's a uh, sort of a nice conversation that happens in between these scenes around the same time of Connor talking to Logan, asking about oh. um, a position at Waystar. And he, Logan is the first time Logan goes for another piss mm -hmm. and... It's just weird. It's I mean, weird. And he, I think, what, what does Connor suggest? That he's the head of some international channel, um, maybe like in Europe. Paris or something, yeah, in Europe. Um, and does Logan sort of agrees to it? No, right? no, no. He's, he just completely palms him off and, and says, says, oh, I need to rub his. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when he says, Connor's just like, okay, cool, good, good talk, good yeah. talk. But what I thought was interesting is when Connor, like, sort of bridges this conversation, um, Logan has this weirdly sincere look at him and says, but you were never interested. Yeah. And that was so interesting to me because I've always thought that Connor was sort of shut out himself. But maybe Connor, when he was a young man, he 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 fucked off. I reckon mm. he was probably one of those like fancy boys who decided, no, I'm not going to work for my dad's company. I'm going to go travel around the world. Mm. And that just was such an interesting insight into their relationship. Um, and it shows that Kendall and Kieran... Um, not Kieran, oh my God, it's so my easy God, to call him. Roman. It shows that Kendall and Roman and Shiv, you know, like they were willing to work harder than mm. like Connor. I just yeah. thought that was so interesting because I always kind of felt sorry for Connor that he'd been shut out, but maybe he shut himself out. He's got this kind of very desperate, happy energy oh, compared it's... to everybody else in this episode. But then we have this lovely scene between Greg mm. and Kendall and Kendall who is, apart from the rabbit stuff, mm. he's ferocious mm. in this episode. Yeah. He 
um, he basically says to Greg, look, I'm going to have, I'm really sorry, but I'm, I'm going to have to burn you. Yeah. And it's a really funny dialogue, mm. you know, Greg saying, um, how about it, a burn? It, how, you know, all, you know, how bad might the burn be? You know, can you just let me know? Mm. And, oh God. And then he, and Greg has this really funny moment with the uh, PR woman. Mm -hmm. Dasha. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I, I didn't know you, you would be here. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, well, it's, it's my, my job. job. <laughs> and then after just getting, having this awful burn chat with Kendall where he is terrified because he's like, okay, what well, if Kendall, you know, puts me in the fire, then I'm, I'm absolutely fucked. Mm -hmm. And then after he still bounces back and is like, see ya. Yeah, I know. Dasha. I know. I can't wait. She's definitely going to reject him. I thought when they first were interacting the first few episodes, I was like, oh, maybe there's a romance that's going to develop there. No, no, no. I think later on down the line, she's going to have to reject yeah. him or something like that. Um, but Greg's storyline is interesting. This Fascinating episode. because for the first time you see him as a little rich boy. Totally. And you've never seen him like that before because he'd been the poor one. But then you realise he has lived his entire life thinking he's getting this money from his grandpa. Exactly. And the kind of the freedom that that must give you. Mm. Um, the grandpa is such an interesting character. So great. And then he's when he's playing dominoes, what is that game he's playing? He's playing dominoes or something, but mm. they're not, it's like flat dominoes. What game do you play with that? When was he doing that? He was, so when he was with his lawyer at yeah. the shareholder meeting downstairs in the empty restaurant, uh -huh. which I, I noticed, which I thought was weird. Because everyone's at the conference, No, Jessie. I don't think so. I think it was a, th this shareholder meeting was under, uh, attended because oh. of their recent, you know. Oh, that's interesting. That yeah, could that's be an my theory. Like, Ooh, um, clever girl. But yeah, so the grandpa's down there with the shitty lawyer and Greg goes to meet him and they're playing this weird game with dominoes, but they're flat. Mm. What game is that, if anyone knows? Tell us. Dominoes, but they're flat. Dominoes, but they're flat. What game Wait, is that? It's like a game that Americans play because we don't play it here. They're definitely little rectangles. On the Maybe it's called dominoes because you know dominoes aren't actually supposed to just be knocked over. That's oh, right. like the game that we okay. think it is. But dominoes themselves are a game. That's why I've got different numbered dots on them. Right, well, that's what they were playing. They were playing dominoes. There you go. They're playing original dominoes. And, wow. And um, the grandpa basically says... Uh, going to give all his money to Greenpeace. Greenpeace. Which is great. So fucking great. Of course you Are should. you going to give my share to Greenpeace too? Which share will you give first? Yeah, I know. How do you work that out? I can't do accents and you know that. Exactly. Um, but it's fun when she tries. Yeah. I think it's fun when she tries. <laughs> um, basically, Greg is so flustered because, you know, before this episode, he thought that he was secure with a, a great promotion at Waystar. He thought he was still buddies with Kendall and that, you know, he wasn't going to have any repercussions from that. And he had a fat wad of cash coming his yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. All of that's been taken away this episode. And the grandpa looks at him sincerely and says... You need to grow up. No, he's... Well, yeah, essentially, but you just ruined it. Sorry. Um, Greg says, you know, well, what, what am I supposed to do or something? And the, the grandpa looks at him sincerely and says... Um, well, Greg says, why? And he says, because you need to take yourself seriously, kid. Exactly. And it's it's really, really genuine from the grandpa. Mm -hmm. Like, I am doing this to help you in your life. Yes, yes. Because you will be fucked if you just take this money and you think you can just live like this. Totally. Because these people are corrupt. Exactly. And you never know. That might be the saving grace of Greg's character. He might come through and he might be the he the, the hero of the series. I just think, it, I just don't think that's possible because I really saw through him a bit in this episode and he seemed, oh my God, sorry, that was my stomach rumbling. Um, he seems just a bit, uh, he wanted that money too much. Exactly. He wanted that watch too much, if you think about <coughs> it. 
you know and and so yeah but then so then they all get back um mm. and roman says to his dad oh my god you would have loved it dad sandy's barely alive oh my god that so was funny so fucking funny and yeah. shiv is acting so uncool in the scene yeah. like she's giddy with the fact that she's done something good she's done something good for the dad mm. And, she's bluffing though, and she is bluffing a little bit, but it's just it just really struck me how and, uncool she seems. And yeah, the the we we both noticed that the relationship between Tom and Shiv, mm. which now we realise they were building up to have that fertility scene, but yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like lovely. They yeah. have this like he's like you yeah he basically says you go girl you yeah, know yeah, you and did he, his, he puts his arm around her waist they seem really intimate they yeah, seem really he, close she giggles yes exactly and then he comforts her when she's essentially shot down by logan who's about to reach the crescendo of this piss mad kind of uti mm. sequence okay well no because it, it starts to unravel now we, we logan says absolutely not mm-hmm. they're fucking lying something's yeah. going on we're now gonna burn them yes because the deal because it turns out that the condition that um, uh, Sandy's people want is no private jets. Yeah, which is, which is so funny. Yeah, it is so because funny. Because it sounds like a joke. Yeah. He's like, but yeah, just get rid of the fucking private jets. They're bad for the planet. Get rid of them. Exactly. But And, and Roman's like, uh, no PJs for the something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, Roman, quite cleverly, I think, um, says that if they get rid of that, then that's going to start, it's going to open a door into a whole bunch of different things where the top players can't get the bonuses that they would like. Basically, he's saying they're coming for our throats and yeah. if we let them have this then they're going to take yeah. away everything that makes us the special rich people and then somebody says if we fuck this deal then there are no more deals is mm-hmm. that Shiv that's like, Shiv who says that if we fuck y- this deal no more deals yeah. yeah which is true Yeah. but then the first sign that Logan is going dotty yeah. is he says to his security guard what do you think I know that was so jarring and it, and it was it, we were both like so tense yeah. watching that I know because I couldn't tell what was going on. I was like, is he having a heart attack? Is he like, is he experiencing some sort of form of Alzheimer's? Or is he just so done with his kids? And is he thinking, oh, let me talk to the working man. Let me get a bit of a blue collar touch and then he'll be able to tell me what to do. But I think it was really interesting. The security guard is a symbol of almost like a a compass for Logan. Mm -hmm. And he was there, you know, right from the beginning with the whole covering up of the manslaughter Mm -hmm. by Kendall and. He's almost like comes in every so often just to either stare at Kendall yeah. as a kind of silent eye. Yeah, to but judge. almost as like a weird sort of foster son to, mm. to Logan or something like that. Like there's like a weird trust between them now. And he's always there. Yeah. And he said something like, uh, it seems okay, I'll get you some Advil. Yeah, exactly. He, he knew that's not the place for me to say anything. Yeah, but he also knows, okay, Logan's fucked, mm-hmm. something's going on. Yeah. And then that's when Tom sort of puts his arm around Shiv's waist and, you know, whatever, whatever. Is that when they have the fertility chat or is it slightly later I on? I think it's just about to come, but there's this moment where Logan gets up to go to the toilet and Greg says something like, yeah, yeah, Greg comes back in. He's like, oh, you guys going to the bathroom? How oh, the fuck is it any of your business? And it's just so great, isn't it, when you see Logan shout, because I'm sure oh. everyone, everyone has a man who has like, who you're just so used to every so often, just fucking scaring the shit out of everyone in the room. Oh, God, yeah. And screaming. God. And it's just oh. normal. It's just oh, normal. Oh, to be a man. Oh, to be a man. <laughs> Honestly, with that kind of vocal range. I would love to be able to scare people that much. No, but just everyone knows somebody. Like, their dad has done that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our dad has done that. 
I've done it, done that. But especially in ZZ's, especially in the pizza restaurant ZZ's. He's but everyone's that. dad has, like it's just something that all dads do. I see sometimes Alfie do it and I'm like, oh my God. I know, it's that male rage. I wish I could tap into that, but I'm just too logical, I'm a woman. But it's not rage, it's just volume mm. and power and something that's just- Get out of my way. Yeah, it's just amazing. Yeah, I and love so it. That, so Tom, and, and, and weirdly, this is the moment, so this is before Shiv's chat with Tom. He, for some reason, Logan picks Tom to be his attendee to the toilet. Yes, and at at that stage, it's unclear. Tom clearly takes it as like a compliment. (laughs) But the fact is, it's because Logan hasn't got a fucking clue what's going on. He thinks that Tom is probably like, I don't know, one of his like security agents or something like that later on. I don't know. I think that maybe when you go into that moment of... um, your mind goes all weird. Maybe he really does like Tom. But then Kent, um, Logan basically gets in, into a lot of pain in the toilet and screams. Mm. And so Tom goes in with him. Oh my oh, God, and it's the, the sweetest thing. And Tom comes over and he checks on Logan and um, he says, you know, are you okay? And the <laughs> fact is we're going to get you seen by someone. He's, he's paternal in that moment to him. And then Logan says, thanks, kid. And then Tom no, goes... No, he says, thanks, son. He says, thanks, son. And then Tom is so touched. He says, well, you're welcome, pop. No, he Papa. Said, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just think we have to just for a second just again appreciate Tom because I've written this down in order we've we've skipped ahead actually I know we've skipped ahead sorry but who gives a shit Um, but Tom I didn't really appreciate in the last episode how the scene between him and Greg where he's talking about you're gonna I've just realized something um Greg you're gonna be I'm gonna be in prison and you're gonna be head of parks and my life is over and yours is you know whatever and I would cash you you would be my castrated slave in a heartbeat that scene that scene and this papa scene mm-hmm. are just Gold two dust. of the best, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if not the best scenes in Succession. I really, really, really enjoy Tom's performance. I just think that it's just such a fascinating character arc, everything. But that even if we're skipping, can we just go to the ship and the, the Tom bit? Yeah, okay, that while we're here. Fascinating. While we're here, because we're going to circle back because there is like a, a, a few other little Tom. scenes. But while we're talking about Tom... So Tom finds Shiv, he's all happy. She's, at this point, she's been able to speak to the female Sandy, the mm. daughter Sandy, on the phone and essentially book them another seat at the table in terms of the deal, but also guarantee someone like Shiv a seat as yeah. well. So Shiv's all feeling all gassed up, like she's done a great job. Tom comes over, he's being all kissy, kissy, kissy with her. And um, I don't know why I said it like that, that's so weird. <laughs> and I think it's because Tom has that cringy dad energy. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. he would probably say something like, kissy, kissy, kissy. And Shiv is wearing this white cream suit, mm. which me and Bibi did have a debate about whether vertical stripes are flattering or not flattering. Mm-hmm. I always thought vertical was meant to be flattering. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Optical illusion, optical illusion. Did you even read Heat Magazine between the years of 2000 and 2009? I think this is was... their number one topic. No, I think there's, there was a massive shift. Suddenly everyone was like, actually, we were wrong all those years. <laughs> okay, okay. Because no, no, no. somebody wore vertical stripes and they didn't suit her, so now we're gonna just choose mm, horizontal. Mm, 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 mm. No, horizontal it's an optical illusion because it makes you not think about because the thing is when you've got vertical stripes, you're essentially counting how many of them it takes up to fill a person. <laughs> if you've got horizontal ones, okay. you know, it like it, it just distracts away. I don't know why they're more flattering, but if you think of like a French sort of like baton top mm. or whatever the fuck that's called you know you know that test daily advert for well woman that you yeah. see like every other oh with well- her pink with her <laughs> pink off the shoulder 
I would love to go as that for Halloween. That would have been such a fucking good Halloween question. <laughs> the world woman test daily. Literally. Ever. Okay, that's a complete detour. But uh, yeah, basically. So she's, she's got wearing great this, collarbones, Tess Daly. She's wearing this, um, yesterday when we were on the tube, Margaret, every second that Tess was there, was like, Tess, <laughs> Tess, Tess. I like that girl from the um, the hair vitamins advert. Um, like she's got like really shit highlights, but it's like a it's an advert about like you know get get the best hair of your life, and it's like the hair gummies. I don't know. I just it's everywhere, and it's been there for literally fucking years. Anyway, she was wearing this cream vertical striped suit. She does look, you know, quite nice. Yeah. And Tom is like, oh, you just. She looks very sexy. It's very form fitting. She looks like very powerful. Mm. And he's like, oh, I just think it's when you're fertile. I just really just. You know, and, and he tries to pin her against the wall and she's like, what's going on? And, and then he, he lets slip. That oh, he's you know, been I tracking know. her. And it's so funny because the, it's so quick how he says it. And it's so creepy. And she immediately feels violated and watched. And it just descends into this really awkward moment, which could have been actually really sweet. I know. Basically, he wants her to get pregnant just before he goes to jail so that in the nine months to year period of time that he's yes. away, not only is she, you know, not going to be lonely, but also she has to stay faithful to him because she's got a little part of him yeah. inside of her. And he's like, it's it's supposed to be nice. It's supposed to be nice. I mean, to be honest, I'm so twisted that I did think it was nice. I thought it was lovely. I that was, was like, I would do man. that for you. And she says, I'm not going to incub- incubate yes. for you. I can't I say that word. Um, and she was so offended and grossed out. And it was such a shame because all of that beautiful, like, coming together just deflated. I know, but it, you can see why now she got so upset. It's because he's treating her as a incubator. Mm-hmm. And this is her moment where she's just, like, riding high of being powerful and asserting her position, trying to be the next successor. And he's immediately bringing her back to, you're a woman, this is your job. I am a man and I am going away, you will have my child. Mm. And you can see in her head, she's just gone 360 from feeling on top of the world to suddenly being like, oh yeah, this is this is this could be my life and how dare you and so she gets so angry god jesse that was such an amazing point you just made there i was like wow oh my god thank you i was transfixed by that well but done. you can see it can't you yeah it's just like she's just immediately like, no you've just ruined my moment of power exactly by, by making- exactly it's it's completely a pride thing for her mm. because it's she doesn't want to accept the title of woman like she is she wants to be the successor and it doesn't matter if she's a boy or a and girl. And yet again, she's been degraded totally. into, into breast and a womb. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Abs- I just I just ended that well. Good. Um, um, so let's let's circle back a little bit. And no, but he just says, you know, I'm, oh no, I no, I have and I've just tracked, just counted the days on my eye cow. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I found it so cute. I'm, I'm, I need help. Okay. okay. So basically... Okay, let's circle back. Who says this line? All these years, he still has to play maitre d' at the bistro bullshit. So I think it's Kendall. Yeah, so we're going back to Kendall. Kendall isn't there mm-hmm. because he's, you know, doing his weird thing. And and he now re- gets uh, the sense that Logan is going to say no mm-hmm. to this deal. And so Kendall wants to go in. And um, whoever his assistant is... No, was he says to him? I think he's talking to Stewie on the phone. Isn't oh yeah, he? he's saying no. I don't know who he's talking to, but basically saying no. Your absence makes you seem powerful. Yeah. And Kendall says no. My absence makes me look like a little bitch. Yes. Yes. And so he's re- revving himself up to go in yeah. and be in control. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Meanwhile, and- Carl. Yeah. Is meant to be going on stage, and now Logan has come back after his 
pissed with Tom mm-hmm. and is like, no, we're going to reject the deal. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, And they're yeah, all yeah. going into this frenzy yeah, of yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going to happen. So Carl goes on stage and <laughs> he um, doesn't know what to say. He doesn't know what to say. So he whispers to Frank something about like, well, oh, we, don't, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Blah, so blah, blah, Frank is again the, the person who is threading everything together. So mm-hmm. he starts the episode. He's on stage mm-hmm. kind of like holding the conference together. Mm-hmm. And um, then um, Carl they, immediately comes back. And they Logan goes off to piss again so he's basically just bluntly said no no that sounds ridiculous whatever fuck him and then as he goes off to piss the rest of them have to sort of band together they need to make this decision immediately and they all have to decide if they think that Logan meant what he said and Roman is the one to be like dad is right he's made this kind of this is how he works he thrives off you know drama and all this kind of stuff so they say okay cool let's make the fuck call and he's like that's back dad and everyone else is like weirded out Shiv after doing her you know getting the deal she kind of girlily looks her phone is like okay well okay fuck him fuck him and this is and then she calls sandy this is before she comes to a like an actual conclusion with her later but she calls sandy and um sort of quite cattily tells her the news and then when sandy's surprised she's like i just do what my dad tells me yeah so like like she said earlier nice little callback nice little callback and then it all starts to unravel oh my god yes and then is this when Frank is on stage. Is it Frank? Mm. And then you just have Kendall. Oh my God. This is such an amazing moment. Why is he standing in the shadows like that? Like a weird little scary ghost boy. Oh my God, it was so great. He sa- he walks so slowly and so creepily. And I feel like with Kendall, what's so amazing about this guy's performance, Jeremy... Kendall? Kendall. <laughs> Jeremy Kendall, the famous actor, Jeremy Kendall. Um, Jeremy is- Thomas? Jeremy Renner. No, that's the guy from Hurt Locker. And the guy who's Ant-Man. No. What's his name? Oh, no. It's oh, like, it's okay. We're not good at actors' yeah, names. Anyway, no. Jeremy Kendall. Um, what makes his performance so amazing? And what you can tell is... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What what you what makes you know all oh, your fucking weird? You're like a weird method actor yeah, guy. Like Apparently you're probably you're probably unbearable mm. to be around. He doesn't sit um, with him at lunch. Oh my god, no, no, no. We couldn't hang out with him. But you want to watch his performance because you know that he is making decisions in Kendall's brain as it is happening. When he was sort of like <laughs> weirdly slowly striding around in the shadows, I didn't feel for a second he's been told to walk here, wait for three seconds, and then go up. I truly was like it's like watching a real person making these crazy decisions every step of the way you're with yeah. him. And it's just such a beautiful performance. It's insane. But also it's so great performance from everyone else. If Frank's performance or Carl's when they're on stage, they genuinely look like they, they haven't, this hasn't been rehearsed. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would you do in front of an audience where your job is to make it seem like everything is fine and you have the creepy son? Yeah, 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 yeah. The you. fucking, the guy You're who like, already bashed doing? the company. Yeah, exactly. And then they just have to, they just have to fucking let them say whatever well, they're At this point, Kendall knows that they've now rejected the Sandy deal. Yeah, yeah. Which is shocking. Mm-hmm. Um, he is defending his place and wanting to fuck his dad over. Yeah. And he just starts listing slowly the women that have been abused mm-hmm, by mm-hmm, Waystar. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it is obviously... But no, this is when they rejected it and he knows it's a mistake. Was this at the end of the episode? Maybe, maybe no, we're wrong. they accepted it and he wanted Mm. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we so got it wrong. We got it wrong. Woo! But it doesn't really, human. 
doesn't really matter though because he is just wanting to put his stamp on stamp it. on it he wants to like embarrass this event in the way that he played the Nirvana Rape Me song at Shiv's conference the, uh, the a few episodes back and he talks about this foundation that he's setting up for victims of sexual abuse which he doesn't give a shit about which he does not give a shit about it's like a buzzword for Twitter and he's just trying to trend and you know? they all cut the mics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's silenced which is great yeah and they're watching it in the conference room or the, the room that they're in and just kind of we can't stop him we can't mm-hmm. stop him mm-hmm. um so okay so let's go and back Tom says when he's on stage which I just love he's not even wearing a tie yeah yeah so yeah I think that I think that Horatio is right that happens after the the UTI piss mad bit but basically if we circle back to that um that, that's my real phrase today circle back yeah. I don't know it makes, me feel, it makes me feel businessy yeah. I like it um so just to circle back to the piss mad thing <laughs> Um, they basically realise that they have made this unbelievably important decision based on a man who is essentially losing his mind. Because he starts calling people the wrong names. He starts asking for Marsha. He starts calling Shiv Marsha. Mm, my God, and she then can't the cat cope. Scene. And then there's the cat. And basically the security guard, who seems really sweet in this episode, because mm. I've only seen him as like a figure of intimidation with regards to Kendall. But he sort of comes over... And says, there's a, the, uh, Mr. Roy thinks that there's a, a cat under his chair and he doesn't want Rose to see it. Rose, Rose being his sister, his sister who died in childhood mm. that we find out early on in the series who is a, a sore spot for him. Mm. So he's clearly seeing the ghosts of his past and that he's in some traumatised like child state. Mm. And everyone's having to sort of prance around, make these decisions, try and backtrack on what's happened. And then as, I think as... Kendall strides in. In fact, yeah, Kendall strides yes. in before he goes on stage. Furious. Yeah. Not realizing what's yeah. happened. And then the security guard like rushes by with this like brown <laughs> paper bag with the imaginary cat that he has to take away. And, yeah, and Kendall's so like, so funny. Kendall's like, what is that? And Roman's like, oh, it's just an imaginary cat bag. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and, Do you remember um, the scene in series two where Raya, they all try to fuck Raya over. So Shiv says, you know, if you say, if you do a toast to Rose. God, I love that scene. And Logan's face. Mm. Oh my God. Oh yeah. my God. So yeah. Rose is a huge source of Really interesting that they decided to drop that in. Um, and then somebody uh, is rude to Frank or, but no, no, no. I think that Kendall comes over and... Um, Logan mistakes him for Frank. Somebody's then yes. rude to Kendall. And then Logan says, I'm the only one that's allowed to be nasty to Frank. Yes. Mm. That's like, that so was really good. nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, what's Frank doing here? What's Frank doing it's here? It's just so, it's so, I mean, Horatia raised this point to me just before we started doing this. It, did it not feel a tiny bit convenient in terms of like using this trope of someone like losing their mind for a little bit and then regaining it when it's like convenient again. But then again, I don't know, like maybe old people do go crazy when they have a UTI. Yeah, but Roman is the voice of, um, you know, old. That they are old men. Mm. They they do just need like somebody says something like so. Yeah, the doctor comes in and says, um, so I've given him some liquids, I've given him some whatever, and and somebody says something like, well, so that's fine, he's fine now, and the guy's like, well, well, no, but yeah, just give it a couple of hours, it'll be okay, mm-hmm. and sure enough, it is, and Roman says, you know. All we do, we all we just have to care about our dad right now. Exactly. No one is really thinking about that. Mm-hmm. They're just thinking about how are we gonna. And and then there's this awful chat where Jerry is implicit in this and says something like, "You know, we do need to see him on stage." Yes. And everyone's like, "But he can't 
talk he's mm. calling everyone the wrong names he's thinking there's an imaginary cat mm-hmm. and they're like well you know how long can we wait to mm-hmm. see you know maybe we can just bring it on maybe he doesn't talk yeah it's it, they're treating him like he's um like a sick child or something they like all that are desperate and then there's a scene i can't know i don't know if it's like mid madness just before or just after but basically shiv is trying to talk to logan about you know what's going on and she's standing up and he's sitting down and he basically tells her to fuck off i'm oh pretty my sure God, he screams at her yeah he, he he like implies that she's made some bad decisions and like that she, she hasn't giggles been hand- and says well i guess dad's back oh yeah 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 yeah, absolutely this must be mm. after he's feeling better well i suppose dad's feeling better but what's so interesting is she's standing up looking down on him and then Roman, he kind of comes in and he scuttles and he kneels down on the floor mm. looking up at Logan. Yeah. And I just thought that, that was such an interesting portrayal of the way that they both view their father. Yeah. Shiv kind of hates him, doesn't really respect him, but also yeah. needs his approval, but he's only looking down on him. Roman is just looking up because, you know, he's still a little boy and he wants Logan to love him and look after him. I just thought that that was really interesting, the way that they played that out. Yes, and then Roman says something like, when they're talking about how to get Logan on stage, you know, um, Roman says something like, well, he's not a, he's not a pickup truck or he's mm. not like, yeah, call, yeah, yeah, you're, you're call, ju- me, call me when he's less scary because he's genuinely worried about his dad. Yes, exactly. I think Shiv, is it Shiv that implies that they should like perk him up with some other kind of medication? And then Roman gets really upset and he says, you can't, you're trying to jumpstart him like he's a pickup truck. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. I thought and that- then there's this chat with Jerry because, oh, we again, we're forgetting a crucial scene for Roman, which we did in the last episode, but we forgot to talk about Tattoo Man. We're sorry. Mm. Mm. But Roman then basically they're deciding who's going to talk to the president because the president <gasps> wants to speak mm. and then they they all discuss about who who's going to talk to him you know it should be a, it should be a roy mm-hmm. and jerry's like well no it should be roman you know he's a bootleg yeah he's, R- he's logan. A, yeah yeah he's a bootleg ro- uh, logan that was a really good what line. does that mean bootleg is like um it's like a shitty version of something right like oh, a bootleg version like a of a film trouser. bootleg trouser <laughs> no no you're thinking of a boot cut jean <laughs> oh, boot cut boot cut <laughs> Yeah, yeah, bootleg, ro- lo- ro- notoriously Rogan. unflattering on on our body shape. Anyway, mm, no one um, looks good on a bootleg. Um, and then and <laughs> you're such a fucking idiot sometimes. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, oh no, not Tony Tourette, not Tony Tourette. So oh. you be careful, Roman. And then and then Roman has this very and then adorable says, twitchy performance. No, but then Roman when somebody's when Frank says, you know, you know, be careful, you know, don't be Tony Tourette. Roman's like, uh, oh really? Is it is it <laughs> is it not cool to tell the president to blow me? <laughs> Oh, Roman, we love you we so much. We fucking love you, Roman. And, um, yeah, and then he... Has he... this long conversation, seems really complicated, but basically it ends with Roman um, trying to talk the president out of something and then sort of being abruptly hung up on. And Roman just tells the group matter-of-factly, he's not running again. We've, and we've, we've literally made him... He's got mental health issues given how bad our coverage has been of him. No, he's got he's got a neurological issue that we have built up unfairly. Yes, and, and it's we not fair we've fucked ourselves. And now we're never going to be... And, and then the president relays to him, um, good luck getting as much inside information from the next candidate who, you know, you don't fucking know anything about. And uh, So Waystar, another... Another fucking now. blow to the, to the ships. 
lost. And then we have the backtracking. Mm. So Shiv then goes and backtracks to the, we have this lovely scene with the two daughters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just doing what my dad tells me. Yes, exactly. Um, you still and they and they end up the the final deal is that they do have to get rid of private jets, mm-hmm. but they also both get a seat at the table, both female Sandy and essentially Shiv for herself. She's guaranteed one, you know, in 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 the interest of equality. If you've got another extra seat, we need to have one too. Yes. And she's doing that for herself. But I reckon, given that we know how Shiv handles, you know, pressure and important things, she's probably not going to handle that seat very well. Yes. She did say the deal. And I feel like it was her attitude this episode that kind of took away from what she did, which was actually very impressive. But she was just so kind of, flustered and uncool this episode which i thought was really interesting the the choices that they made there mm. they're making her slightly less powerful every episode yeah. but roman and roman and logan were wrong roman and logan were wrong if they had gone to a she vote right. yeah it would have been they, they probably would have been fucked and shiv was right but she's not going to get the credit for it because she hasn't handled herself particularly well in so their eyes. So we've ended this episode where they're now in a deal with Stewie and Sandy. Mm-hmm. No private jets. Um, Greg has no inheritance. Uh, Shiv has been shouted at mm-hmm. by Logan. Logan is back to normal mm-hmm. with drugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and Kendall. Oh, brilliant end. Kendall is told by Carrie, French woman, mm-hmm. if that's her name. Sorry if it's not her name. Um, oh, your, your your dad wants to work with you again. That's my accent. And and Kendall looks genuinely. I keep saying genuinely, and then I mess it up and say generally, which is a common common mistake people make. Um, sorry about that. And says, "Oh, really? Does does my am I grounded, Carrie?" <laughs> <laughs> and then um, you know, as we know, Logan does not like to be made to wait, um, as was evident in the last episode yes. with the private jet hole fiasco thing. But he makes Kendall wait in a little room for him. And it's Jess with her tail between her legs who has to come and tell Kendall that Logan already left the building. Ages ago. And and then you see the last bit is Frank looking frazzled on stage. There's there's another, something happens with Frank where he looks like disheveled. Uh uh Um, And then you see the scene with Logan's walking down a dark corridor and his phone starts buzzing because when, when, when Kendall gets the information that his dad's gonna, has just abandoned him again, he cannot let it go. Mm-hmm. So he calls his dad immediately. Logan looks at his phone vibrating, gives it to his security guard, is like, block this number for good. Mm-hmm. And then we're out. And then we're out onto the title sequence. Fucking no, 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 great. The closing credits sequence. Fucking great. It was a fantastic episode. and Not if... my favorite though. Okay. Last episode was my favorite, but even though you didn't like that, that was my favorite so far. With Adrian Brody. Mm-hmm. Oh, Adrian, who I think is just a one-time wonder. I don't think he's back. To be honest, Adrian Brody strikes me as such an interesting kind of actor. Like, he's got a weird, very quirky energy. I, I think he did that for free. Him. Like, he would have done that for free. I think, genuinely, no, that's what I was going to say. Really? That's actually what I was going to say. That's crazy. I think that he's just a huge fan of Succession. Yeah. I reckon he fucking messaged one of the producers on Instagram or something like that because he's fucking kooky and weird. Like, yeah. you should check out his Instagram. It's weird. Yeah, and I yeah, love yeah. it. Um, I reckon he just messaged and he was like, hey, guys. Hey, <laughs> let me be in a show. Let me be in an episode. I'll donate five million. I'll wear my own costume. Yeah, I just feel like, I just, I reckon that's what happened. That's what I happened in my head back. anyway. I want him back. I don't want him back. Um, I think that we... 
that was perfect. We don't need to see that. That we we, we leave him where he is now. Okay, Although well, he might come back later in the se- season, that'd be cool. So my prediction is that Greg's going to become nasty mm. now that he's more in need. Maybe he's nasty to Dasha. Maybe 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 that's what's going to happen. Maybe okay. he's going to be nasty to her. And I reckon the end of the series because they're definitely going to have another series, aren't they? Because it's been such a hit. Oh, obviously. Yeah. So I reckon Shiv will accidentally get pregnant. And then there'll be like that woman woman dilemma, um, and maybe not with Tom's baby though. No, it will be with Tom's baby. But I just loved it when Tom was like, you know, I think I'm gonna get the slot in nine to twelve in nine to twelve months. I'll probably go in. Just amazing that they can plan things like that. It really reminded me um, in a completely different way, but of uh, Jelaine Maxwell mm. and in the recent coverage of her in the press and stuff of. Her saying, you know, I haven't had a nutritious meal in 12 months Mm. and stuff like this. Just, you know, how much organization has gone into her prison and her bail? Like, did she gen? I think she thought, it seems like she's really angry that the deal didn't work out Mm -hmm. and she's actually had to be in prison for this Mm -hmm, long. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it's a completely different thing, but it did make me think how much organization goes into rich people going into prison. Exactly. And how many, like, corners they can cut around. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was an amazing episode. I think that if, if at, for some crazy reason you've got this far in our Succession podcast and you've listened to this whole episode and you still haven't watched it, watch. There watch is no episode. way one person has not watched Succession and is watching our Succession podcast. You never fucking know, Jesse. Okay? Why would they do that? But because maybe they like the dulcet tones of our voices. Maybe. Um, well, subscribe to our Patreon and then you can actually hear our normal podcast. Exactly. Which we won't, we, you know, we will resume. We yes. will bring it back. We're not, you know, trying to like cut people off or anything like that. But we just wanted a bit of a fun. Yeah, just a bit, su- bit of a fun time, you know? We love uh, Succession. We love it. Let it go. Don't be so angry with us. Alfie hasn't watched any yet. He's saving it all up to watch in one day. Yeah, I know. The thing is, I was thinking of that too because it is, it's frustrating not being able to binge no, watch No, I love it. I feel like they're so dense. But they are so dense that you could probably watch it, you could probably easily watch one of the episodes two or three times. I am. Up. I, I, I am. So I really many have. different things. Um, I'm so hungry. We need to stop. Yeah, okay. Cool, 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 Thank cool, you for watching. My favorite line of the episode oh, is... Yeah. Oh my God, sorry. That's my stomach rumbling. Jesus Christ. And I have had so breakfast. I'm really loud. sorry. I'm really sorry. It's that so embarrassing. so loud. I'm really... It's just so strange. He's cooking up I his sweaty so, spaghetti. That was I my get, favorite line. I'm so hungry at 10.30 <laughs> every day. Sorry, I just ruined your spaghetti line. No, no, it's cool. Um, it makes sense. It, the, the the Your tummy rumbles was like the soundtrack. Um, yeah. But that was um, Kendall talking to Frank at the beginning of the episode. Yes. Very cool. What was your favorite line? I, I think it has to be one of Roman's. And I think it probably is the blow me line. Mm. Mm-hmm. But when Logan shouts at the end to Shiv, stop buzzing in my fucking ear. <gasps> to his daughter, who was just grafted for him. Oh my God. Oh my God, actually, yeah, you're right. That was horrific. Stop buzzing in my fucking ear. So poor Shiv. If you really think about how she is in this episode. Of course, and obviously my point was that she was standing up tall, but in a way, yeah, she was hovering. But the thing is, I think part of the reason why he shouted at like her like that was because she wasn't being um, sort of pious and kneeling down to him. She was trying to be strong. She was trying to say, dad, look what I did. This is what we have on the table. You made me important in this business. You trusted me. Here's my decision. And he can't stand the fact that she uh, thinks that she can stand up tall to him. Yes, exactly. And it does show that Logan in this episode is wanting to be 
even if it ruins the company, he wants to be the one to say yes or no and totally. be in control. He's going to ruin his own company because of his own pride. But for sure. all he has to do is let in a bit of love. Like if he just loved his children and appreciated them, yeah, and was nicer to them, yeah, it would all be a bit easier. Yeah. Do you think he likes Connor more because Connor's not in the company? He's de- he treats Connor like an idiot. He treats Connor like a sort of like a like a sick dog. He's I, I... so nasty to Shiv and to Kendall. And with Roman, he because Roman kind of plays ball a little bit more and just is a bit more needy. And probably he hit more as mm. a child. Mm. He's probably a bit nicer, but his standards are so high. I think he pities Roman. I think that he dislikes Shiv. Or at least, no, no, no. Shiv is his favourite, isn't he? Shiv, he would Shiv prefer is his Shiv favorite. if she was a... Have you seen him on um, Jimmy Fallon or something? No. Brian Cox. No. Was, they had the whole cast on. They asked Brian Cox, who's your favourite child? Who do you think the character... And then he says, I probably shouldn't say. And they're like, you're not going to say, are you? I think Michael Fadden said you're in it. And then he goes, yeah, Sh- Shiv. Yeah, but I think he would prefer Shiv and be nicer to Shiv if she wasn't trying so hard to get in. Exactly. If she was just a woman. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Business business as usual next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. But if you want to listen to our normal podcast, we promise it's on Patreon. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>